Hello and welcome to Potlucky, a weed sommelier podcast. My name is Liz and I am your host in weed sommelier. I review strains, recommend things to munch on, and talk to guests about their history with weed. I've been a consumer for seven years and I am located in southern Maine where it is legal medically and recreationally. Before we really get into the episode, I wanted to mention that I was tested for COVID a few days ago and my results came back positive yesterday. I thought about recording a very short, like, apology episode for this week with an explanation, but I didn't want to lose momentum on this project, Um, so I'm going to do my best to soldier on. I apologize if I sound nasally, like I can hear myself talking. It's killing me. Um, I am joined today by my friend Dylan, a bona fide stoner that was cool enough to Skype in this week. Hi, Dylan. Hello. How long have you been a stoner? Um, jeez, it's been going on. It's got to be four or five, maybe six years now. I started, I'm 22 now, and I started when I was uh, a senior in high school, winter break senior year. So it would have been like 2015, 2016. Yeah. Um, I want to say I started smoking my sophomore year of, yeah, high school, and then I really started smoking in my sophomore year of college. Um, so, and mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like you smoke a lot of weed, and we'll get into it. You smoke infinitely more weed than I do. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm curious about your expertise in weed. Uh, do you want to hear about this week's strain? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This week's featured weed product is Sour Grape Diesel, which was purchased from my friend Kristen, whose grandparents own East Coast Organics. Um, have you heard about this strain at all? Um, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I've heard of Sour Diesel, and I've heard of Grape. Um, I guess I've Wait, never had them together. You've heard of grape? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've had grape weed before. Oh, is that a strain? I thought you were just talking about, like, the fruit. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> of grape. <laughs> that, too. Fair enough. Um, what are you smoking this week? Um, I got my hands on some bubblegum kush, uh, some flour, and um, I also got some mimosa dabs. A little bit of shatter interesting um do you know what what is a mimosa i know it's a mixed drink but i like the the ingredients are blanking on me right now um to be honest with you i'm not really sure i think it's got some something to do with oranges and peaches or whatnot i agree i think there's also i want to say it's oranges and vodka no that's a screwdriver i want to say oranges and champagne um oh yeah 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 yeah. i think you're right it kind of sounds delightful yeah and um it really it's a good name for a good dab it smells good it's good what does it smell like besides weed um well with the dabs you want that like aromatic fruity flavor you know you just want to open up the envelope and immediately it's like you're opening up a shampoo bottle well (laughs) maybe not quite such when when i was younger uh I don't know if people got in trouble for this, but my mom told us we would get in trouble for, like, lifting. If you wanted to smell a shampoo, you had to, like, lift the little silver tab off the top to, like, <laughs> sniff it. Um, yeah. We, my mom told us we would get in trouble for that, but it might be because we were, like, squirting it up each other's noses. Like, when, when one to went to go take a take a whiff, we would just squeeze it. Um, <laughs> that, that That's probably what we got in trouble for. Probably. Okay. Um, so on this podcast, we have a thing called Munchy Moment. I'm considering renaming this or reincorporating this name, and I would appreciate your suggestions. Uh, I don't know, maybe the Munchy Minute? Munchy Minute, I can dig that. It's time to get into the Munchy Moment for the week. Um, 
I need to stop saying um, it's killing me. I'm listening to recordings of this and uh, advice I have received is to hold on to a word longer, but I'm saying um because I don't I can't think of the next word. I got you. So so I end up just leaving big silences. Um, feel free to fill those. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Okay. What do you like to snack on when you have the munchies, which I assume is all the time since you are uh, constantly high? Um, well, oh boy, I mean, when I just want, like, a quick snack or something, it's hard to beat, like, Cheez-Its or some peanuts or, you know, something I can grab a handful of, um, but, like, I'm a big fan of planning out a whole feast after I know I'm going to get the munchies, so, you know, I'll, I'll stop and pick up a burger from Wendy's and maybe some cheese curds from Dairy Queen and... Maybe a stuffed cheesy bread from Little Caesars or something, and uh, then I'll go home and get mega stoned and eat it all in one sitting, and that's my munchies. You are an absolute wild man, and I admire it. Like, when well, people thanks. ask me where I want to go out to eat, I I end up choosing one restaurant. Well, now that I live in Maine, there's really only one restaurant I want to go to during the, the winter, but in Tennessee, if there were, like, a few shops located close together... I would sound like an absolute mad person if I wanted to, like, oh, I could get, like, a, a blizzard from Dairy Queen and some sushi from Anaba's and then, I don't know, a donut from the gas station, I guess. Like, <laughs> I, I appreciate I mean, the charcuterie you're putting together. Yeah, it's it's all right there. You know, it's all convenient. Why not? Why I not? Agree. Yeah. Our snack this week is ramen egg. Um, it sounds exactly like what it is. Uh, have you ever eaten ramen egg? I'm sure other people have names for it, but like this is this is what my family calls it. Um, I can't say that I have. I mean, I've had I've had ramen and I've had eggs and I like them both. And uh, I don't see why ramen egg wouldn't be delicious. The you gotta try throwing those two bad boys together. Uh, um, how do I say this? In the time it takes to cook a chicken teriyaki yakisoba, which is by far the best, like for the price, I prefer this brand of ramen because it comes with vegetables also mm -hmm. um and it kind of feels like a meal as opposed to like marriage uh, i want to say marichian is the the one that i my my family normally gets but yeah. that just feels pretty cheap um and also i i don't know i just i i guess i prefer yakisoba like it comes in a little container you can eat it in that that's a it's a plus that i don't have to dirty any bowls right um, but in the time it takes to cook a yakisoba, which is four minutes, you can fry two eggs on the stove and Cuban avocado. It takes, like, one more minute than normal to make a regular ramen, but it, it's, like, 30 times better. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't taste anything this week. It's, and I, I did try to taste something earlier. I made this for breakfast. Um, and I, like, the, the thing I noticed most about it was the textures, because that was the only thing I could notice. Uh... The, the creaminess of the avocado was very pleasant against, like, the crunchiness of the egg and the, the sauciness of the noodle. Sounds pretty good. Um, Do you like avocados? Avocados, I mean, I don't know, I, like, I kind of like guacamole. I, I guess I haven't really experimented with avocado past that, but, I mean, this, this whole thing's a lot more complicated than how I usually eat ramen, which is, uh, is usually just dry, right out of the bag. <laughs> What do you do with the flavor packet? Do you, like, put it in your wallet in case you need some flavor later? No, I just set it aside. And, like, eventually I can make, like, a, a bowl of mega ramen with, like, five flavor packets in it. 
Do, do you mix the flavor packets, or is it all homogenous? Well, I mean, yeah, no, I, I want, like, a super concentrated flavor. I'll put, like, five beef... <laughs> just five beef packets for one bowl. Throw in a shrimp to fuck people over. <laughs> mm, I can taste it now. <laughs> but yeah, throw, throw a couple fried eggs on that. Wouldn't be bad. Um, whenever my friends would come over in high school and we needed something to eat, my mom would sometimes help us make a, like, deluxe ramen egg, which is when we would boil carrots and, like, you can also, like, you can cook your egg anyway, but I prefer, I prefer a fried egg because I like that crunchiness, but you can also, like, poach one, that would be good, or soft boil or hard boil, or I know people that also eat raw eggs and ramen, or they, like, cook them with the ramen, which... I don't know. I like I like texturally things not to be all mush. Yeah, I hear you. My um my friends and I we went through a phase in high school where we were all eating raw eggs, just as a, like a test of a test of courage, a test of strength. And um one time I went to do it, and I got out a couple eggs because I was gonna eat two, and then I put the eggs aside. And then I accidentally knocked the rest of the carton off the counter, and they all smashed. And so I, like, quickly cleaned it up before my mom came back upstairs. And um, then just put one of the eggs back, like, in a different carton. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just do one egg, because I just wasted, like, six eggs. Um, and it was disgusting. It was uh, definitely not worth it. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did it. I also um, had a phase in my life where I was really intent. This was like the first semester freshman year of college where I was intent on eating a raw egg to see what it was like. Um, I got it in my mouth and it was just like, it was slime. I spat it out into the sink and then my dorm actually got like a warning fine for someone just leaving a raw egg in the sink because I was so grossed out. I just walked away. Um, If anyone (laughs) remembers that, that was me. I apologize. (laughs) Nice. Right. Um, this week, my sommelier duties will be shared a little bit by Dylan. As a as for as previously mentioned, I can't taste or smell anything. Like we were reviewing sour grape diesel this week, and I like shoved my nose in that bag of weed, and I smelled nothing. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, uh, you know, something's going on if even the loud can't get through. <laughs> I just delicately hold up a nug to my ear to see what it has to say, like a seashell. <laughs> All right, Dylan, are you ready to do some weed? Just about. I gotta uh, gotta grind something up here real quick. All right, we're <laughs> we're back. Um, we just smoked a bowl each. Actually, that was well, one bowl for me and two bowls for Dylan because Dylan's an insane person. Yeah, um, uh, you know, if one's good, two's better, right? The more the merrier. I, I wish people would say that about me and my twin sibling, Kate. That would be, that would be nice. <laughs> All right, so moving on, um, this is the visual port, the visual exam portion of Potlucky. I posted a picture of this on the Potlucky Instagram already, but when I got this bag, I pulled out what I thought was a super nug of some kind. As it turns out, it was just, like, a few nugs clustered together still attached to the stem. I feel the urge to do some kind of craft project with it, but I'm not really sure what I would do. Uh, do you have any suggestions? One of my sisters recommended casting it in resin and making it a paperweight, but I don't really use paperweights. 
I don't know. I mean, um, as far as I'm concerned, there's no better use for weed than smoking it. That's a that's a great answer, I guess. I uh, mean, like, I guess unless I found like a super nug that looked like I don't know, like looked like the state of Maine or something. Looked like and, the Virgin Mary. Yeah, yeah. Then I'd get it cast, and then I'd make some serious money off of it. But, <laughs> you know, what's what's more artistic than uh, you know, turning something into ash and letting it scatter in the breeze? <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I kind of wanted this to be a surprise for the podcast, uh, like, in April. But who knows if we're going to make it that long. I would like to. So if we make it to April 20th, I would like to do what I've been threatening to do for years and grab bong the ocean. Oh, God. I don't know if I'd recommend that. Yeah, is it because it's on, like, public property or... No, because the ocean's dirty. Well, I'm not like, going to drink the water. You know how a graph bong works, right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm well aware, but still, it's it's not going to taste very good. Could you actually... I'm not sure if I know entirely what a graph bong is. I just know you need water and to, like, lift something out of the water. Am I explaining that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, basically, like, the the easiest way to do it is take, like, a two-liter or, like, any, any kind of big bottle. And you make a nice hole in the cap. Uh, and you cut off the bottom of the, the jug, and um, then you take, like, a socket or a bowl or anything that'll hold weed and burn it and um, put that in the cap nice and snug so it's airtight. And then you fill that with weed. Um, you take the jug and you put it into some water so the water is just about up to the neck, right? Um, then you screw on the cap with the weed in it, right? And then you... Take your lighter, uh, light up the weed, and um, pull up the jug slowly, and it'll draw all the smoke um, into the jug. And so when all the weed's burned down, you hold it steady and unscrew the cap, put your mouth over it, and then you push it back down, and it pushes all the smoke uh, right up into your lungs. And so the challenge you would face in the ocean is the ocean is constantly moving, and um, if it all of a sudden you're trying to draw up the weed and like a wave swells, it's going to push all the smoke and your weed straight out of the top and blow it into I the ocean. I hadn't thought of that. That's, oh man. I mean, you might be able to do it in a tidal pool, but that'll probably be even grosser <laughs> or in the marsh. Mm. I mean, maybe an easier way to do it would be an ocean waterfall bomb. It, it could even be more discreet. You wouldn't even have to do it at the ocean, right? Because you could take your intact jug, you know, you make the bowl cap, like I described earlier, mm-hmm. but you fill it up with seawater, right? You take it home, you install your weed cap, and then you just poke a hole in the side, and you light it and let the water drain out, and then the suction will uh, get you all your weed smoke. Ooh, that's, oh, that's a, a much better idea. But I think grab bong the ocean sounds like something I would vote for, <laughs> as opposed to waterfall the ocean, which just kind of hex with my mind. I guess that's the more hardcore option. Um, my best friend once um, grab bonged a river. I'm pretty sure. But that's a that's fresh water. That's a little bit better. I grabbed bong uh, old faithful. <laughs> oh gosh, you would die. Like people have died recently for. I think taking selfies or bathing in Old Faithful or, like, uh... Yeah, 
You get too close and you uh, get scalded. You get your flesh boiled right off by steam. There's Doesn't nothing sound left to bury. It's pretty pretty metal way to die, to be honest. Um. Oh, what were, ta- what were we talking about before the Yellowstone? Uh, grab bongs, water pole bongs. Uh, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna uh, grab bong the fountain of youth. <laughs> That's in Florida <laughs> in Disneyland or Disney World. I'm not sure which is which. Perfect. I was going to write a story about, this is off topic, but I really wanted to call the show Into the Weeds. It would have been perfect. Like, I I constantly go into the weeds, but that was taken, unfortunately. Um, Seagalize It, which was not taken, was my other option. And, like, I'm thinking I should have gone for it now because this is a very main-based podcast. (laughs) I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I was going to write a story, a short story about... um, Someone who goes to Disney World or Disneyland, I think the one in Florida, I'm just not sure which is which, and, like, they see a bunch of kids around the park, but none of them seem to have parents, and then he slowly finds out that, like, the Fountain of Youth is in Florida, but you have to, like, constantly be using it, it makes you, like, a child forever, and that's why a bunch of kids, like, the Make-A-Wish Foundation children, that's why everyone wants to go to Disney. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty wild, I'd read that incorporate bong hit here yeah oh, thank you maybe one day I'll, I'll get around to writing it uh, oh we didn't finish with the, the visual examination uh, i yeah i got a jeweler's loop from amazon do you know what that is it's like a it's like a fancy um how do you say it? like a magnifying glass but this one's a lot stronger than like a regular magnifying glass yeah isn't it like a monocle type thing yeah kind of I, I would show you but that would require moving and that's bad audio uh, i got it from amazon for like seven dollars and I'm excited to test it out. I do not have batteries for it, so I had to use my headlamp for a light. Which wasn't ideal, but I guess it's better than nothing. Uh, the last strain of weed I really got to look at through a jeweler's loop was like a geode. It was very, very frosted. Nice. This was, in comparison, more like an unfrosted Pop-Tart. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much resin, but I mean, resin isn't everything. Right. There's also smell and color, and it smells really interesting. It's kind of like a party weed. Yeah. Do, yeah. Have you noticed your bud having a particular smell? Um, well, like, I got the strawberry cough, like, a couple weeks ago, and it, I swear it smelled just like strawberries. Like, they weren't kidding. It smelled like strawberries and cream. <laughs> or, like, strawberry cereal or something, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> this bubblegum kush, let's see. Taking a big whiff of a box of uh, Red Berry Special K. <laughs> yeah, this um, bubblegum Kush. It's kind of a kind of a sweet, kind of a sour smell. It's not really a fruity smell. Mhm. It's a little bit earthy. This absolutely. Mostly sour. Yeah. Um, you said I asked you earlier if you've ever dyed your hair, and you said no. Have you ever smelled hair dye? <laughs> yeah, I have. Are you familiar with Manic Panic? Possibly. I don't know. I smell a lot of uh, Arctic Fox or whatever. I don't... I'm not familiar with their brand. I used Manic Panic growing up. And the first color I dyed my hair, like, as a a teenager was purple. And it smelled just like grapes. But not like... Not like, like, like grape juice. More along the lines of, like, artificial grape. Um, but that's what it really smells like is grape hair dye. But I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I get really nostalgic for uh, high school and middle school when I think about that. 
Because the yeah. hair dye used in college did not smell. It smelled like blood. It was vampire red. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but, like, gross. Yeah, that's... Oh. Kind of an unappealing smell. Mm-hmm. Blood. Don't know I, if I like you, that. Yeah, does yours have a particular taste? Would you say I got lost in the document for a second? I apologize <laughs> for the odd pause. That's right. Um, I don't know. It's a... Uh, it's a pretty mild taste. Not noticing a whole lot of throat burn. I should have written it down as soon as I took the hit. But... No worries. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it's decent. People expect us to be high at this point, so no worries. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's, it really has any standout flavors. It's uh, pretty balanced all around. It's good stuff. I agree with you for this strain. I will say it did taste a little grapey. Like, I can't taste anything now, obviously, but I did get this bag a few days ago and I sampled it. I enjoyed it. I, I, I like it a lot. It doesn't get me super high. I will say I did take a hit of this earlier, and just from one hit, I started walking around and I was instantly in a much better mood. People on Leafly have commented that uh, this is more of an evening kind of weed. Uh, like a Like a nighttime weed. Mm-hmm. Or they said evening weed, and I was like, oh, that sounds like a flower. Evening weed. Evening weed. Yeah, that sounds to me like an indica. Put you to bed. Yeah, um, I I think of... this is a hybrid, but maybe maybe one leans more the other way. I would hazard a guess, because all strains are different, but like like there's variations within each strain if you go from a seed, but if you go from like a cutting, it's pretty much the same each time. Yeah. I don't know, sometimes... Honestly, I think they just grow whatever weed is, like, growing the best. And they just name it ten different things. They just use a name generator. All right, we're going to make this one Golden Skunk Kush. And we're going to name this one um, Red Cabbage OG. And <laughs> weed names are pretty wild. I spoke with... They're pretty funny. Uh, Dale from the Honey Sticks, and he told me that weed names, weed names are kind of like thoroughbred horse names. They want to honor the like the progenitors. So, I'm I can't think of an example right now. Unfortunately, there was a strain that had snake in it, and there was one that had like it was one was garlic breath, and the other was toxic snake something. <laughs> um, and the 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 children of that was uh, garlic snake breath, which is by far my favorite strain and the first uh, strain we smoked on the show. You know, one of my classic strains um, we actually grew a couple years back was uh, Gorilla Glue. And uh, now it's not even Gorilla Glue anymore because, like, you know, weed's getting more mainstream. You can't have weed names that are also, you know, someone's Brand patent. Names. Yeah. yeah. And so now it's just GG number four. That's unfortunate. And I mean, yeah. And, like, the, <laughs> I, along the same lines, I heard some people talking about... Uh, trying to rename green crack uh green kush like mm-hmm. with a c c-u-s-h green kush mm-hmm. but i mean come on it's green crack like there it's was just a, impact. <laughs> there was a recipe i saw my friend was sending me pinterest links earlier hey dan i know you're not listening but he sent me a recipe that like i, I looked at the bottom to see if there were similar recipes and one of them had crack in the title, like vegan crack something, and I'm just thinking, like, there's no way this person has tried crack if they're 
calling <laughs> this dish uh, worthy of being described a drug. Yeah. Uh, people Sorry, on Leafly, I, I, the when I was first doing my, let's call it uh, training, not training. How would how would I describe this? Like I was trying to become a more, like I could call myself a sommelier. Like I have some experience tasting and smelling things. So I was doing research on like what terms to use on Leafly, and I found that people can leave reviews. I really appreciate most of the reviews, but unfortunately for the past two times I've looked, I've come up dry with funny reviews. My favorite, uh, however, so far has been White Widow, um, and a user commented, uh, the strain is called White Widow because after after smoking a bowl, you want to clean your house. And I I just thought that was particularly funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, good. Moving on to Blowing Smoke, this is the interview portion of the show. Hey, Dylan, you ready to answer some questions? Oh, sure. What was your first experience with weed? Um, well, so I always, uh, like, coming up in middle school and high school, it was always the thing I heard about, like, you know, the kind of trashy kids talking about, I guess. And so I always associated it with, you know, something bad, like something I wouldn't like. Um, but in high school... Like, you know, pretty much all of my friends had tried it, and I got curious, and, like, I just wanted to try it. So I um, hit up one of my friends who I knew smoked weed, and I said, hey, can you hook me up with some weed? I want to try it. And at first he was kind of concerned. You know, he was like, you all right? You know, you want to talk about something? Like, something going on? I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I just want to smoke some weed. And so he gave me a joint. He hooked me up for free. Uh, it was a very small joint, like pinky size, pretty loose. Very Wait, pinky small. size length or like width? Uh, a pinky width, like a circumference of a pinky, like that's pretty big. No, it was length. It was probably like, uh, it, it, it wasn't exactly a pinner, but it was a very small joint. Um, I've never heard that term before, pinner? Yeah, like a joint the size of like a toothpick. Ah, okay. You can smoke it in like three hits. But, um... Anyway, yeah, he hooks me up with that, and I wait until I have a day alone, you know, so it was during winter break, senior year of high school, and um, so I finally, I go outside, and I take the joint, and I um, light it up with a match, I think, because I didn't have a lighter, and uh, it immediately caught on fire, because I didn't know to blow it out, and uh, it burned up, and dispersed everywhere i was just left holding the butt i got like a puff and a half off of it and i was like wow that was kind of crappy and so i destroyed the evidence and um i hit him up again and i was like hey the joint burned up i need another one (laughs) and (laughs) that's what they're supposed to do (laughs) right it didn't burn up correctly however but anyway he was like yeah, I can get you another one, but I'll charge you. And I, I don't think he was available, like, right then and there. So I hit up my neighbor instead because I knew they smoked weed. And I was like, hey, um, do you, uh, would you be willing to sell me some weed? And they were like, who, who told you I smoked weed? And I was like, well, I, I or no, they were like, who told you I sold weed? And I'm like, yep. well, I, I, you know, I, I figured you smoked weed and maybe you wanted to sell someone. No one told me that. And they're like, oh, okay. And so, um, 
I had them roll me a joint because I didn't know how to roll and I didn't have anything to smoke out of. And um, they brought it over and I bought it and uh, smoked that and got pretty baked. It was a good first time smoking. Um, the second time smoking was pretty soon after that and uh, it wasn't How many as days good. would you say or is it more like a month or a week kind of situation? Like in between the two? Yeah. Um, I want to say it was only a few days. Because oh, it was okay. tried during winter break. Um, yeah, the next time was kind of not as good. I, I hit them up again, and I got a joint. And they were like, hey, do you want to hit the bong? And I'm yeah. like, okay, I guess I'll hit the bong, too. And so they brought over the bong, and I took a hit. And I took a really big hit. Because I'd never hit a bong before. And um, I also smoked the joint. I got, like, halfway through the joint before I just started getting the spins, like, really bad. It was, like, frame by frame, like, when you lag really bad in a video game. I've had and that like, experience before. It isn't fun. I wonder, oh, I wonder if that's a common thing. Yeah, it, I think it is, but it was horrible. I just stumbled upstairs, and I had my head stuck in a trash can for, like, the next four hours. Aww. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. And Well, that didn't last very long. And that's just history. <laughs> Another question I, I generally have is, did you have a weed Sherpa, like someone to guide you through this? Did you get any advice from your friends on how to do it, or did they just hand it to you and say, go nuts? Yeah, no, I um, I was inspired and guided by my best friend, who uh, smoked with me. Like, the first time I actually smoked with another person was with them, and, <clears throat> like, I remember taking, like, one hit, and I, like, my throat burned, and my mouth burned, and I choked and coughed, and I was, like, high for, like two hours from like half a hit and um but it was a good time you know we we were always smoke buddies and our friends smoked with us and um later on they would go on to be my trip sitter and it was uh it was very good it was a good time had my all I don't, I, the, the listeners can probably hear this, but I feel like a snowblower just kicked on in the background for you, because I can definitely hear something going. <laughs> yeah, so that snowblower is known as the uh, five-fan air-cooled gaming PC rig. I got Ooh. about 18 inches to the right of the microphone. Ooh, that's, that's rough, buddy. Yeah, it is extremely dusty. So it kind of has to chug a little bit harder. <laughs> That's relatable. Whoops, Do you have a... a... Oh, sorry. Please continue. I was going to say, but it's got a functioning cigarette lighter and a cup holder. That's cool as hell. Like, <laughs> both of those things. We got a car, and my sister loves this car, if not for the only reason that it has uh, three to five cigarette lighters in it, when other cars, like, nowadays, you don't even get one. That's badass. What kind of car is it? It's a Buickless Sabre. I don't remember what year it's from. We used that car to get two main and back, like, two or three years in a row. It was a very, it was a luxury vehicle. It had many cigarette lighters, and we used those, like, all around the car to, like, plug our, like, phone chargers in. And it was very convenient. I missed that car. You want to know a fun fact? A little off topic, but um, those cigarette lighters, if they're designed as cigarette lighters... Um, and the, like with the little you know plug things, 
Mm-hmm. It's kind of got kind of a delicate mechanism on the inside that only the cigarette plug is supposed to go into. So you can plug in a charger and stuff, and it'll charge, but it can also bend the mechanism to the point where if you put a cigarette lighter in after it, mm-hmm. uh, it'll get stuck, and it won't come out. Oh, interesting. When it lights, yeah. Or it, 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 like, it like won't pop. I think it was interesting that we were at a point in history where cigarette lighters <laughs> were considered, if not luxury, standard equipment in a car, like with seatbelts. And oh, windshield yeah. wipers. There's plenty of cars. Mirrors. There's plenty of cars that had cigarette lighters before they had seat belts. Thanks, America. Oh, I love it. Do you have a preference for how you consume weed? We've been video chatting for a couple of days, and I've seen you use your 33-inch bong <laughs> almost constantly. Well, my main one's only 30 inches. Oh. Well, sorry <laughs> for the extra like three the inches. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's my daily driver. It's my go-to. But, I mean, I also like to bust dabs. Um, really fat, hot, and hurdy. It's the <laughs> only way to go. Um, I enjoy rolling up massive joints and um, big old blunts and uh, <laughs> sitting in my vehicle and hotboxing it. Um, that's always fun. I mean, I got to say the best way to consume weed is whatever ways happens to be in front of me yeah yeah like i I won't i won't turn down a bowl pass to me or a blunt or a joint or a bong um i definitely won't smoke a spliff with tobacco oh i was gonna ask for a definition thank you yeah like a mix of weed and tobacco um i won't smoke a mole which is a mix of weed and tobacco in a bowl through a bong (laughs) It's disgusting. There was there was some people at USM known as Mole Gang. They did nothing but smoke moles. They would go to Seven Eleven and buy the unfiltered, like four dollar pack cigarettes, and like go through a whole pack of cigarettes in one night. Uh, the bong water would turn black. That's rough. Oh, it was horrendous. But, um, yeah, like I I'll smoke anything that's just pure cannabis. I mean, backwoods. Like, I like to take a couple hits off the backwoods, but if I hit them too hard, I get the spins because of the I'm tobacco. not sure what that is. A backwoods? A backwoods? You're not familiar with the backwoods? I, okay, I can't tell if you're using a fake Boston accent there, if there really isn't an R there. <laughs> no, it's spelled B-A-C-K-W-O-O-D-S. Backwoods. Okay. Okay, I can't unhear um, the Boston accent thing, though. Please <laughs> I'm continue. Sorry. Um, so... Yeah, you go to the gas station and you, you you ask for, you know, a honeyberry backwoods, and see now now I'm here the Boston accent, but Thanks, but anyway, <laughs> um, it's like a big natural leaf cigar, and it Ooh. usually comes in packs of six, and um, you take one out and you very carefully peel one open. There's kind of a technique to it. Um, you try to get, like, a big leaf without too many stems and holes in it. Um, you gotta, like, usually shape it a little bit. Yeah, they're a little bit more complicated to roll than a regular blunt. They're tricky to get right. Mm -hmm. Um, but once you do, you get kind of a loose, like, big old weed stogie. (laughs) And, um, yeah, you can roll them huge. You can roll, like, 
five grams in the backwoods. And, um, Excellent. Yeah, you put some dabs in it, you put some keef in it. Oh, Jesus. And uh, you just, like, you can pass one around between, like, six people and everyone gets stoned. And with you roll the... it in resin and dip it in LSD. Well, no, that's I learned... hard. I learned from a Quentin Tarantino movie you can smoke LSD, but, like, that doesn't sound good. I I feel bad for smoking because I know, like, like, weed isn't tobacco, but there's still smoke going into my lungs, so I would like to find a healthier way. I tried vaping, but I felt like that hurt my lungs more. Like, my throat especially. I would cough constantly after hitting, like, a weed vape. Yeah. So ideally edibles, but I, I edibles are kind of... I don't know. They're finicky, and I would I. How can I put this? Uh, I I enjoy edibles, but the the ones that I have now I got when I wasn't doing as much weed as I am now, and they're little hard candies, and they're <laughs> great for being discreet if you're like at a dinner party with your friends, and their parents don't know that you do the the good stuff. Yeah. Man, I miss dinner parties, but <laughs> uh, I I have to take like four or five of those now. And it's just uncomfortable having that much, like, candy in my mouth at once. Right. So if I had, like, weed olive oil, that would be wonderful. And I know it exists because I've seen it online, but it's also wicked expensive. So maybe this is a 10th episode kind of purchase. Yeah. I've seen this guy on <clears throat> Instagram who will, uh, he's a professional chef who specializes in really cool infusions. He's, he lives in Maine. And, um... I'm pretty sure, I mean, I haven't looked at his stuff in a while. I haven't been on Instagram in a while, but I'm pretty sure he takes, like, commissions and he'll make stuff for you. Would like, he do interviews? Because that's what I'm really after. Um, you know, I bet he probably would. Oh, cool beans. We can talk about that after the show. Yeah, yeah. How does weed make you feel, generally? Like, why do you do it so much? <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you just I, Google? Yeah, <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> I mostly do it these days because I'm hopelessly dependent on it. Um, but, like, I don't know. I enjoy... Like, the times I like doing weed is when I'm, like, passing passing something around with my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like a social thing. Like, because, like, you know, I don't smoke cigarettes. I can't partake in the going outside and doing the smoke break. But, like, I can pass the joint oh. around. Bring I have along a... To- I have a solution to that, actually. When my friends started smoking in high school and I hadn't smoked, I used to bring, uh, what do you call them, sparklers? So that sparklers. when they were lighting each other up, I could also put my thing in and just stand there and everyone would be entertained and, like, they would... <laughs> uh, smoking a cigarette max takes five minutes. A sparkler is about 30 seconds. But, I mean, then you have something to talk about and, you know, <laughs> it's I don't know, more fun. But that's I, I needed something to do with my hands, so I, I started carrying around sparklers. Uh, fun fact, sparklers and incense look really similar in the dark. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't keep them in the same pouch with a lighter on your bookshelf next to your, uh, what do you call it, your uh, incense stand at night. Your nice. mom might hear some screams. Nice. It was buck wild. Anyway. I can imagine. So, Jed. Hmm. Would you say weed makes you, like, enjoy things more? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it's a good compliment to, you know, <clears throat> sorry, it's a good compliment to, you know, listening to music and watching stuff and eating food and, 
um, driving. I like, will say that I have listened to Dark Side of the Moon several times. I do not remember... Uh, I don't remember any song on it, actually, at all. Because I would get so high and then think, oh, I'm perfectly high now, I can listen to Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd and understand it and appreciate it fully. But I just end up not remembering it. So I've heard that album several times. I do not remember any lyrics or anything about it. <laughs> yeah, that you're on the risk with that. I like... I'll be like, all right, <clears throat> perfect. I'm gonna watch this like hour-long video. I'm gonna eat this food. I'm gonna get high, and then like I get high, and then I eat all the food, and then I look, and I haven't even started the video yet. I'm like, oh Shit. gosh, relatable. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, so you said you enjoy. Oh, okay. So next time you're high, I'm gonna say this first. Mm-hmm. There's a, a documentary that my cousin, who is gonna appear on next week's episode or the week after that. He, my cousin Devin recommended Lion in Your Living Room, a documentary about cats. Uh, he recommended it. Just watch this. He didn't even say anything about getting high. He said it was a really great documentary. And I have to agree. And, like, seeing it stoned was kind of mind-blowing. There would be points where I, w- I was watching this with my friend Dan, who was probably still not listening. And I would pause it and say something to Dan. He would just stare at me and unpause it because I had been talking for like 15 minutes and he was trying to watch the documentary and I was just going on and on about how great it was and just yeah. cool things about cats. What do you yeah. generally like yeah. to do while stoned? You mentioned listening to music. I mean, yeah, like that. Sorry. <laughs> I was drinking some ginger beer earlier. Um, yeah, like it just kind of. Like, you, when you listen to Music Stone, you just hear different stuff than you hear when you listen to it otherwise, I think. And I like agree. Diff- different and I think instruments that's... stand out and whatnot. Sorry. Uh, I, I agree, and I think that's why jazz musicians are known as kind of being like like weed smokers. Yeah. I At least I hope that would be. I know some pretty cool people that taught me music stuff, not just teachers, but students also. And if they, they also turn out to smoke weed, that would be pretty cool. And I would love to talk to them about weed and music. Maybe I'll reach out. Maybe some of them are listening. We'll see. Oh, yeah. That could be pretty interesting. Uh, How much would you say you smoke, like, spend a week on weed? I think think that's the best way to phrase that. A week? Um, Yeah. I don't know. Um, Probably, like, well, I'd say I spend, it's more like every week and a half I spend like $100. Hmm. Interesting. What do you tend to buy? I know you mentioned flour and shatter. Yeah. Yeah, I try to get like a balance. Like sometimes I'll get a cartridge for my vape pen or um, like I'll always get some flour. But um, yeah, or some, I'll get some flour and some shatter, flour and some cartridge. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I like, like to just have flour on hand to roll and take long rips of and do that stuff, but um, the dabs are good for just a quick quick high. Would you say, uh, well, I know the method of you smoking. Uh, I wish there was video, but can you describe like the process you, that the, the thing that I see every time I watch you smoke a bowl, could you describe oh, your process? Oh, the breathing technique? Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, the technique is to 
force all the air out of your lungs as possible while also opening up your lungs as much as possible to get ready for all the weed smoke. So I just take several deep breaths and like I try to just feel my lungs like expanding, you know, just a little bit more each time. You know, it's probably not actually happening, but I like to <laughs> like to visualize that. And um, then I like to when I'm like about to take it, I'll like progressively like kind of blow all the air out of my lungs, like mm-hmm. little by little. And um, like right right before I take the hit, like I'm blowing all the air like out of my throat and out of my mouth, and just um. Then the technique for pulling the bowl down is I just light the whole thing and I very slowly like just kind of sip it down, like burn the whole bowl down. Mm-hmm. And um, because the bong is so huge, I can burn the entire bowl down before the smoke has even reached my lungs or has even reached my mouth. Mm-hmm. So uh, I burn the whole thing down and um, when it's empty, I get ready to pull the whole thing. Uh and pull the bowl out and um, just clear it, basically. Just suck up the whole thing in one big, uh, big hit. Thank you for explaining. You know how some people make, like, really giant hamster tubes that, like, go through their house and, like, do you know what I'm talking about? I feel yeah. like I've seen pictures. I can imagine you doing that, but with a bong. I came up with a really cool, well, I think it's a really cool idea for a home smoking system kind of along those lines. You want know, to hear about that? Yes, please. So, in your basement, you keep this big central, like, box hub thing. Um, and in it, you keep a bunch of cartridges. Um, and in those cartridges are either, um, they're either, like, dab cartridges or um, little pre-measured bits of weed. And they're all coded, so you know what strain they are and how much there is and how much is left. Um, and you just have all these little cartridges loaded into this big machine that can cycle through them load different ones up and the machine is piped into your house through this big network of like little pipes that run to outlets in your house just like you know your wall outlets Mm -hmm. and you know you can have one in your kitchen your living room the bedroom the bathroom anywhere you want uh the garage the basement um and so you just keep in your pocket or whatever on your person like a little mouthpiece with a little hose and you just walk up and attach to the uh the outlet and you i I can't i'm trying to decide whether i want like a panel right there where you can decide exactly what you want like Mm -hmm. uh, you want a hit of verb you want a hit of dab whatever or you just do it like right on your phone like i think that would that could work maybe like a panel in certain places and like a phone app and the others anyway um you choose what you want and you basically like hit a little button on your mouthpiece or whatever and it automatically like pushes the hit all the way from the basement like through the pipe system like it's kept pressurized so it delivers it immediately or kept in a vacuum i'm not sure which actually Mm -hmm. works i'm not i'm not that smart but anyway um it uh pushes your hit through the mouthpiece and um you basically get your hit and when uh all the weeds burnt up or the dab cartridges run out you know it stops and you can reload another one and so on and so forth and for cleaning Right? It has, mm-hmm. like, you know, just, like, some, uh, like, high-pressure, like, steam or something, or a high-pressure mm-hmm. cleaning solution. You just mm-hmm. fire it through the system and flushes it all automatically, and, uh, yeah. You that could, uh, like 
you could have it installed when you get like your dream house built or whatever, or you could have it retrofitted. I think. I think you could. If there's a stoner version of the Playboy Mansion, I imagine that would be in it. <laughs> oh, that yeah. kind of reminds me of like oxygen bars. I've only seen Rhett and Link. <laughs> Uh, consume like like I guess that was brought to their studio, but I know there are oxygen bars. What if they were like weed oxygen bars? You know, I thought of a weed bar idea as well. Do you want to do you want to hear that? Oh, of course. Okay, so, um, you go to the weed bar, and there's an indoor area and an outdoor area, of course, um, and you walk in, and you can either bring your own piece or you can like check out a rental piece, mm. you know, and. You can also bring your own weed or sample the weed provided, right? And so you walk up, and the bud tender is like, what do you have? And you're like, give me a big sativa blunt with some indica dabs in it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, coming right up. And then he just busts everything out fresh right in front of you, grinds it up, puts in the dabs, rolls it right in front of you. And <clears throat> sorry, and um, yeah, you put it on your tab, and uh, yeah, you smoke that. Or uh, same thing with you grab a bong and it's filled up, it's already clean and everything. Mm-hmm. You get like a disposable mouthpiece or something, so it's sanitary. And um, just yeah, you have them grind up a bunch of weed for you, and you can go outside and smoke and. That you sounds sit, ideal. Yeah, sit in the lounge maybe not, and smoke. Maybe not this year and last year, but oh, yeah, maybe yeah. sometime in the future. Yeah, the pandemic is throwing a wrench in ideas that involve a bunch of people sitting around inside coughing. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> probably not uh, a good idea. But yeah, that's. I it's was still in a. Dream. I was in a bar with a friend, and he was smoking a cigarette, and he blew up the smoke, and I was kind of drunk. And I was, like, dreamily watching it, like, dissipate into the air. I used to think that was beautiful, and now that kind of horrifies me because, like, that's the air other people are breathing, and that was in your mouth. Yeah, it's, there's, It's um, unfortunate. There's tens of thousands of people every year who die from secondhand smoke inhalation who've never touched a cigarette. Yeah, my Aunt Patty in California has made a big impression on me on secondhand smoke. She, she is not a smoker. She is a health nut, and I adore her for it. Mm-hmm. We have time for one more question. Okay. This isn't one I planned, but I'm just kind of sitting here on my bed, staring off at my really dirty pipe, and I was wondering, do you have any recommendations on how to clean it? Um, on pipes? Like a ham pipe? Like a glass pipe, yeah. Um, is it, like, clogged dirty, or is it just dirty, like, built uh, up? Mm, it's kind of gross, but yesterday while I was, uh, no, not yesterday, it must have been a couple days ago, I was smoking and I looked at the mouthpiece and I'm like, I don't remember being that color. And I scraped away what must have been resin or something sticky and brown and mm-hmm. like, oh, I should I should clean this. I mean, I just recommend some strong isopropyl alcohol, like just wipe down the outside to clean that. And if you can reach the inside pieces with a Q-tip, just soak the end of a Q-tip in that and just scrub as much as you can. And then... For, like, actually cleaning, like, the bowl section, too. Um, I find that, like, just a napkin soaked in um, strong isopropyl alcohol and, like, just really scrubbing at it can can work. Oh, and scraping it with, like, a wooden, like, scrape. Something that won't, like, mm-hmm. scrape up the glass. Yeah. 
I normally ask my cousin to help me, and he ends up doing it. Uh, shout out to Devin, who had to move out for, like, two weeks because of my brother and I both catching COVID, but he's fine. So, and his house is, like, his parents' house, I should say, is right down the road, and he still has a room there, so best possible situation, I guess, for, for him. Uh, it, it could have been worse, I should say. Oh, yeah. Do you have any questions? Um, no. It, it's uh, okay if you don't. This is, it's kind of my job to ask the question. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I think I'm, I'm all set. Okie doke. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. You can find Potlucky on Apple Music, Google Music, and Spotify. We also have an Instagram page. Feel free to post pictures of your smoking materials and tag me in them at Potlucky Podcast. Would you like people to be able to find you, or would you like to plug something? Um, no. No, I'd actually prefer if people didn't try to find me. <laughs> or I'll find you. <laughs> Oops, alright. Uh, I, I had a person plug Carly Rae Jepsen last week. <laughs> We're not associated with Carly Rae Jepsen, but I've been listening to her music and it kind of slaps. So alright, I'd, I'd, like uh, I'd like to plug John Weed, the inventor of weed. <laughs> well... Man, now I wonder who the inventor of weed was. I'll have to, I'll have to look this up later. I want to make a joke like, oh, it was Moses and his burning bush, but no, that, that's silly. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.